Hey, folks. Charlie, executive producer of Under the Guise of Science here. How are you? Uh, just letting you know that I did not do a great job when recording this episode, and thus from my mistakes sound like I am inside of a tin can. Dear sweet Christopher sounds just fine as always. Uh, just kind of ruined my audio. Uh, hope you can still enjoy yourself, and hope you enjoy the show anyway. I don't know. Shut up. Enjoy it. Leave me alone. I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. First, you're going to tell me about this dying stuff. Sorry about that. What is a scientist? You caught me like I'm experimenting with science. It's like magic with electricity. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. The smartest scientists in the entire world all agree science is a liar sometimes. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. Those idiots don't know anything about science. It's science. I believe it's pronounced science. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. So I'm just experimenting with them? You be quiet. Thank you, scientists. I forgot, like, we're, <laughs> we're already super comfortable with it now. Yeah. Like <laughs> just, just five in. Yeah. <laughs> five, five episodes into Under the Guise of Science. Yeah. This is the episode yeah. where we, we think we know what we're doing. Yep. This is the one where we start off extremely confident. And uh, when we look at, back on it an hour later, say, boy, howdy. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we put the horse before the carriage? Yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't know Dick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Any uh, corrections? Yes. Yeah, good point. So, speaking of we don't know Dick. Uh, last week there was, uh, I said that it was a, a female that came up with a particular idea, but that's only because I read the name Jamie and I apologize to, uh, the male named Jamie. I forget uh, his last name already, <laughs> but, uh, he came up with the dark fluid idea. So it was, you know, don't want to, other than that, I mean, right. we're going to say stupid shit from time to time and, uh, you know. You can you can let us know if we say something stupid. If it's a big deal, we'll make a correction. If it's not a big deal, we're probably not going to make a correction. I'm just going to like say up front now, I'm going to fuck up some numbers. We're going to fuck up some facts, <laughs> but you know, it should be. It's all about the story and the ideas, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Never, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. They always say, right? We're, we're big picture guys, you know. We're not in the. We're not in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like we, we called, uh, we called Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Yes. Yep. I think the second <laughs> episode. Right along. You said Donald Glover. I was like, yep, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> like he, no, no, it was yep, the guy from community, yeah. childish Gambino himself. Yeah. Alongside Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. I'd still watch that movie. Yeah, Dude's funny as shit. Yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. Hope Donald Glover's listening yeah. right now. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like a good scientist that I am, mm -hmm. went out to do some research in the field. Uh, mm -hmm. Lauren and I went to uh, the Museum of Natural History. And on the way in, uh, so we did, uh, there's the, uh, at the Hayden Planetarium, there's like a half hour 
thing about the other planets in the uh, our solar system. I forget exactly what it was called, but it was neat. It was really cool. And yeah, on the cool. way in, uh, Lauren was asking me questions about stuff, and I was able to pretty succinctly explain to her how stars and planets form and how it's just essentially um, – just stuff with more mass just kind of drags in smaller stuff, and then that kind of builds up, and everything's hot and burning and spinning. Yeah. And I, like one or two other things. And then after the thing, she was like, I wanted to turn to you three times during the thing. It's like, holy shit, you said that on the way in. I was like, Fuck, <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Because yeah, see? We are the guys. I'm learning. The guys of science. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they they have this cool thing. Uh, it's like a full square that that takes up like most of the perimeter of the room, and it's uh, it's the size of things with the zeros in front of or in back of to the tenth power or right, whatever. Right. And just to give you an idea of scale of everything in that. And it takes you all the way around to like the vastness of the known universe on one end. And on the other end, it's like, I guess, neutrons and gluons and stuff all the way on the other end of the spectrum. But what was neat is like, there's like of the last five on the small ones on the small end, like the three before the end are no observed matter at this scale. Wow. Like, so there's, there's like a whole chunk of however small that is in a row of, yeah, we've never seen anything that's, that falls into this size, but then there's two things at the end that are smaller than that. So it, was, <laughs> it just seemed like, yeah, like they just, they, they, they don't have like slightly bigger ones. Yeah. The universe of the stuff skips, at the bottom skips that. For yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's supply and demand. Right. No one wants those three. <laughs> <laughs> they started making them early. <laughs> but uh <laughs> they bring them back every year. Yeah. Like the McRib. I mean, in, in all seriousness, I mean just just a complete guess, but maybe like stuff that falls into that range is not stable and, and breaks down into other things and it's you know, things that are a little bit bigger maybe have some kind of longer lifespan. I don't know. Yeah, and I was going the direction of possibly it's just based on equipment and technology and stuff that we current have. Maybe there is stuff at that size, but we have no way to actually observe it. Oh, yeah, maybe there's like a, it's a particular wavelength that our scanners don't pick up or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was like the first half hour we were there, and then it's Sharks and dinosaurs and fucking nice. rocks and shit. Yeah. Um, other, other I, I would definitely stuff. like all the, yeah, thing, right? <laughs> all the things that you had to pretend you didn't like as a teenager, but now that you're married, you can be like, yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> She's not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I was thinking it, it'd be really funny to do like, like for the show, for content, like you and I go there as, a field trip and just just record the whole thing and then chop together like a five minute segment of us being dicks. That'd be amazing at the museum. I yeah, it'd be so yeah. much fun. Yeah, 
And then it immediately goes to, just because of the, the type of dicks we are, it would be really funny to dress like the people that volunteer there that are there to, like, explain stuff to people. <laughs> and then just people walk in and we just start, like, making up nonsense. Like, like undercut <laughs> almost. Like, don't listen to that tour. You three, come with me. And just, like, take a side. Oh, we, we, we get you to... Yeah. You want the good tour? Right. Yes. <laughs> We got that good tour all around this side of it. This is the VIP. We're <laughs> gonna show you things they don't show you. You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the adult museum tour, <laughs> yeah. so we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> you can drink if you want. You can say whatever the hell we. Want. <laughs> uh. Do any of these? <laughs> yeah got there early this this week mm-hmm. um let's see what else is there anything funny on else in the museum um no i think that's probably the extent of the fun stuff it, it's neat i would definitely yeah. go back to the museum again no, that's it's really cool awesome. shit yeah, there's there's so much shit. Like, we we were there probably like six hours at this point, and we're just like, oh, fuck, we still got these three rooms left to do. We gotta go to these. Like, yeah. there was a lot of cool shit on uh, like actual uh, light wavelength and how it uh, reflects and refracts off of rocks and oh, stuff shit. like that to give it. Yeah, it was stuff that had I not been tired of walking around. For six hours, I probably would have <laughs> spent a little bit more time in there. Um, then after that, we went and saw uh, Lord of the Rings at Radio City Music Hall with the full film score being performed by a 200-plus piece orchestra. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, how did the Lord of the Rings... I was picturing the Lord of the Rings play. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was really cool, and I I know when I hear the music that there's a ton of, like, choral vocals, like a lot of yeah, 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 like dudes going of... like, hey, oh, oh, right. hey, oh, 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 like that shit. Yeah. And, but that was like... Wait, how's it go? It was the entire length of the stage, five people deep. Like, that's how many people were on stage doing that stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's fun watching that movie with a bunch of people who've seen it a billion times. Yeah. And just like, because there's laughs at weird spots. Like, there's not necessarily something funny. Like, first of all, anytime Boromir says anything, like, everybody just laughs, <laughs> which I didn't get all of it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, obviously, the the whole place, the biggest round of applause was Boromir's. One does not simply, you know, like, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the infamous <laughs> meme. Yeah. yeah, there was like two or three other. It's like, all oh, right, I've seen that meme as well, and people lost their minds for that shit. Yeah. Um, and I also remembered that I saw that movie in the first time, uh, with you in the theater, I believe, with a bunch of us. The first one. And like, yeah. What was it? okay? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It was, was like two thousand one ish, maybe. Yeah. yeah. A long time ago. It was neat. That was always a but, good time. Uh, oh, <laughs> the. I had no idea that I was going to be getting 
like I it's something about the music but it made everything it ratcheted up like all the emotion in every single thing uh-huh. like I've watched that movie like calloused for years now at like any of the emotional spots and I'm like oh yeah it's it's part of the movie but like anytime that like the the soprano singer does the really like high like sad sounding stuff like tears yeah. every single time she sang like and then like right after the uh gandalf gets pulled down by the balrog uh-huh. and like the super sad scene right after that oh yeah like seconds before that i grabbed lauren's arm and i was like oh fuck she's gonna sing again and this one's gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> and like they're all the hobbits are crying and sad and everything and she's just hitting I was just like, like yeah. I haven't made a noise like that. And the only other time I've ever made that noise in a movie theater in public uh, was at the end of Endgame. Spoiler alerts! Mm. <laughs> Fucking Pepper t- when Pepper's telling Tony the, it, it's okay. You can let oh, go. Jesus, you can rest yeah. now. Like, yeah, like I, I remember in the movie at the time, just, yeah. <laughs> just the I... biggest sob. I watched that oh, movie, gosh. so we, we went to the theaters, and it was me and my family, so it's five of us, my sister and her kids, so, like, it was a whole crew of us, and we got there a little bit late, and it was, you know, still a popular movie and everything, so we had to sit towards the front, and we had to split up a little bit, so it was, like, you know, just to one side, but there was, like, three, three, and three, kind of, so I mm. had to sit in one of the front rows by myself next to another dude that was, you know... In, in, middle-aged or however old he was <laughs> and the entire time the two of us are both sitting there trying not to make the eye contact with each with each other but also like <laughs> trying not to cry and acting like like <clears throat> like doing a whole bunch of that kind of like, <laughs> yeah. the most awkward no this is not <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> it's, it's a movie it's very dusty not even real it's very dusty in this theater <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're crying over a fucking wizard <laughs> but getting back to the music oh, no. guys like how do you find out you have a talent for who like how do you end up in that profession <laughs> yeah like how, how do you how do you know that it's like Thank God somebody came along and needed background music for orcs. <laughs> yeah. Like growing up, <laughs> his mom was like, You're a wonderful singer, but you don't know any of the words. What's wrong? And then, <laughs> yeah, this fake language came along. Perfect. <laughs> Got a grunt. And he, like, he just, <laughs> do you singing warm ups? <laughs> ah! Ooh. Oh! Oh! Ah! Ooh! Ah! <laughs> I don't know if this project's gonna work for you, but my friend is <laughs> Peter Mr. Peter Jackson may have something. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, and it's also neat this is the first time I've watched any of the movies after watching uh Rings of Power. Okay. I still haven't seen and that. Yeah, it's it's nice. It it gives like watching it again just kind of like oh fuck right oh shit like it's not a, it's not a lot but you know it's you've you've seen the movie enough times to know that as you're pe- what you can piece together from yeah. watching it i actually but. i've read the Silmarillion, or however you pronounce that so uh, is it, i 
I think it's like one of the stories from that, if I'm not mistaken, because that book is like it's dense and it's almost like the the Bible in the way that it kind of like hits the highlights of the things that happen. So I, I, I thought they like kind of like pulled one of the little stories out of that and fleshed it out. What's even crazier is that they technically they were able to make that show without actually acquiring the rights to the Silmarillion. Oh, really? Yeah, it's which is how do you make the show without getting the rights to the source material? Yeah, I, I guess like like there's enough stuff that gets said, I guess, in like the Lord of the Rings movies or any of the other uh, incarnations of it that they were able to use that stuff. I think. Okay. But yeah, it, like there was like they had to avoid using specific words because they only appear in that book. Got it. I uh, think was the crux of that. Being written by lawyers. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, let him use the book. Huh? <laughs> hey, come on. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of all this stuff that's not real. Yeah, very good. Actually, some of the shit Thank that you, you were saying... That about the uh, the museum stuff ties into some of the things we're going to talk about, but oh, yes, cool. yeah, like we left off last time talking about uh, how everything really isn't real. Our brains only give us a, a little bit of the picture, and I mean, you can even deeper than that. We uh, as we start unwrapping things, like as things start to to uh, get more down to that quantum layer, to that uh, you know. 10 to the negative, whatever you were looking at, like, it's really funny down there. It, it's, uh, you know, well, we'll get there, but it's, all this stuff is very confusing. Is it, is it funny ha-ha or funny ho-ho yeah. down at the quantum level? I don't think either. I think funny, like, <laughs> I think funny, like, you are just lying to me and just say you don't know, scientists. Just say you don't know. <laughs> But the crazy shit is, like, as as ridiculous as this stuff starts to get, like, it's real. There's experimental data behind it. Like, uh, remember you asked me last week about antimatter, if it's still theoretical or if it's, like, I went and, and looked up a little bit about it. And not only is it real, but a PET scan, where the things that they use to scan for cancer, the P is for positron. And a positron is an anti-electron. So we actually use antimatter in medical equipment. So like it, it's actually... Holy shit. Yeah. Harnessed. And, and I don't know how they do it that it keeps from annihilating. That's a whole different... This, this is new ground for me. But yeah. We, <laughs> we apparently have you know a handle on antimatter. So, how many yeah. people did they kill by blowing them up with positrons? <laughs> what they realized that yeah <laughs> <laughs> those those are the things that uh, don't make science fucking magazine <laughs> they, <laughs> they get buried it's a fantastic publication by the way it is it's and i stand by it <laughs> <laughs> premiere <laughs> but all right so uh just to kind of to start off you you know e equals mc squared and we talked about that. That's just energy equals matter sped up to uh, a particular constant. And the reason why we say, well, we, the reason why us scientists say a particular <laughs> constant uh, is because it's a proportion, basically. 
the more mass you you increase, the more energy proportionally will increase. It's at the same rate. It's always multiplied by the speed of light squared. There's another rule in the in the quantum world, in the where it starts to get very small. Um, I think it's Planck's theory or something like that. It's something to do with Planck because uh, his name is in it too. But it's E equals H lambda. And in this case, H is the constant. It's called Planck's constant. And lambda is the wavelength of whatever particle we're talking about. So again, energy equals the wavelength multiplied by this constant. So, you know, adjust the wavelength, you adjust the energy proportionally. So now the, oh, man. Yeah, the connecting thing about the two of these you take the E out because they're both equal to energy. So that means MC squared equals H lambda. So that means mass multiplied by this constant equals the wavelengths of particles multiplied by this other constant. There, there's a, a relationship there. So with that saying... <laughs> say, that, say that mass sentence again. The yeah. mass... So mass wavelengths one, that one. Yeah, so mc squared is mass multiplied by the constant c squared equals right. h lambda, which is the wavelength of the particle or whatever thing we're talking about multiplied by that other constant. So mass equals this wavelength. So there, there's a relationship between the wavelength of different particles that, uh, you know, in the standard model of particle physics, blah, blah, blah. It's just saying that all matter is, is a specific wavelength of various subatomic particles. There's the, the relationship between the two of those. So, and that's where things really start to, to get confusing. So, like we were talking about, Oof. yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that's just setting the stage. So going back to uh, light coming from the sun, it's not uh -huh. light coming from the sun. The sun is emitting a fuck ton of electromagnetic radiation, all different wavelengths, all different frequencies, just all this, you know, x-rays, microwaves, gamma rays, all of this stuff is coming out from, from the sun based on after famous rays. Famous rays, <laughs> barbecue. <Yeah. laughs> Funny, that's that's where it originates. Is it's the fifth element. <laughs> the the uh, they all come towards our our eyeball, but we can only pick up on a certain number of them. Electromagnetic radiation is transmitted through a particle called a photon. And I'm sure you've heard okay. photon before. That's just light. But everything from yeah. everything on that spectrum, everything that's on the electromagnetic radiation spectrum is communicated by a photon of some frequency and some, um, I guess, amplitude. Like the, that's how big the wave goes up and down. The frequency is like how fast it goes. Gotcha. So things like radio waves are photons, but it's just at a lower uh frequency or amplitude like am fm radio you got your amplitude modified fm is the frequency so it's the same thing you're tuning into a specific frequency to pick up that photon as it comes to your uh antenna those photons at that frequency can pass through shit that's why you can get it inside your house and stuff like that 
Some photons can't. That's why they cast a shadow, because there's certain wavelengths of photons that actually interact with matter more. But those are the things that we can see, typically. Um, also, microwave do that because they, they cook meat, so you can't see them, but they're, it's a frequency that's hitting matter and you know causing everything, all the particles to do stuff and cook, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, <laughs> any questions? So, so you, <laughs> yes, yeah. so far. So, you, I, I feel like you almost casually glazed over, or you might be building towards this point of uh, some some stuff has a frequency that can pass through solids, and then other things can't. That's why it casts a shadow. And it's like, so it's it's still wavelengths of stuff. Yep, it's still it's still but, a photon. It's still. Like an X-ray photon, it, it's the same. Uh-huh. It's the same force. It's the the force. Uh, you know, the four fundamental forces. One of them is electromagnetic radiation, and that force is communicated by a photon. That that's the name of the the particle that uh, communicates that force. But there's different frequencies of it that go from radio waves all the way up to gamma rays. But it's the same thing. It's just like E equals H lambda, how much energy is in this thing. That's why gamma rays are so crazy energetic. They, they're bad for you. Versus radio waves, they're not that energetic. They pass through us all the time, and we're okay. So it, it's just kind of all of this talking around is just to illustrate that the force communicator, depending on how energetic it is, does different things. So <laughs> there's a specific... Man. frequency yeah but i mean and this is this is magnetism too like all that shit we can't it's, it's the same type of particle being passed between magnets that that attract them together it's not visible and i think in the case of magnets it's it's virtual particles kind of popping in and out of existence which is a whole other thing that we hopefully will talk about holy shit really oh like, god yeah they think magnets if, if... <laughs> are just stuff popping in and out out of out of existence. Holy kind shit! Of, yeah, it's and, like and just that, basic that shit you got on your refrigerator is doing yeah. the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically, <laughs> the yeah. thing that makes it work pops in and out of existence. Yep, consistently. Well, wait, shit, that's wait crazy. till you hear what's inside a proton. We'll, we'll get there, <laughs> but so. Um, <laughs> All I'm trying to point out is that there's a specific frequency that interacts with our retina specifically. There must be some of these, you know, some frequencies that may interact, but that we don't care about, like infrared and ultraviolet, which, you know, you have the rainbow red through violet. They're the next colors off to either side. So they're right there. They're just slightly different, but we don't oh, see them. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And it's it, the guy who, who figured it out. He had a prism, and the light from the window came through the prism, and he had a, like a, a thermometer in each of the colors because he was trying to figure out if different colors are different temperatures, and his control thermometer was off just the side to the left of red, and that one got the hottest. So that's how we figured out that infrared is a thing. It's just below red, but it's not visible to the naked eye. Wow. Yeah, on accident. Same shit. And yeah, so they were like, oh, if there's that, then maybe there's one on the on the violet side. And that's ultraviolet. So, And is that ultraviolet is like 
that's UV rays. Yes. So the the bad parts of sun. Yeah, the way you get the sunburn. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually starting to get more high energy, too, as you start to go up up that side, the blue shift. Like, think of red shift as lower energy, stretched out, lazy waves. We talked about that. And if you – so that's the radio wave side of things. And then on the ultraviolet, that's where you start to head towards gamma, like as it starts to get more energetic. So then just to add to the list of holy shit, it's amazing that we're even alive at all. Like, just that, I I guess that all this, the color waves that we're able to see and interact with are the ones that are in, like, the range where it doesn't hurt you, just because, just slightly outside of that, like, with ultraviolet or uh, infrared, yeah. whatever the other one was. Yeah, infrared. Like, those can both hurt you, right? The infrared, you said, can burn. Yeah, that's where you get sunburn. Yeah. Yeah, so it's well. Fuck, that's yeah. it's crazy. But it, it, I don't know. Like, it may interact with our retina because it clearly interacts with our skin, like uh, other colors do, uh, other lights do. Um, but our brain doesn't care about that. It only cares about the specific wavelength that reflects off things that are either threats to our survival or potentially, you know. Um, food or something like that so the the crazy brain the the brain's an insane survival machine and i think that's why like things are starting to get crazy in some of the more um uh technologically advanced countries just because it's so good at solving problems and we've solved a bunch of problems that it, it looks for new threats i guess and yeah tries to solve those problems as well so things are starting uh, to I, that, <laughs> like you explained the like to a t that is the explanation of why i'm in therapy yeah. <laughs> it's like no there's got to be a problem somewhere here <laughs> yeah exactly let's think about what all the problems that could possibly happen are right and then really focus on how we'd have to react to those. And that's that's why we yeah, like nobody <laughs> nobody that's starving is getting in fights with their mom over text about you know who's allowed to come to Thanksgiving or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's keeping the brain occupied. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Survival is occupying your brain. And then when it becomes too easy it just creates It's built for threats. Creates more craziness. I mean and, yeah. And, Here's something that's like a tangent, not really what we're talking about, but gossip is actually built into us for survival because the people that gossip were the people that went, hey, don't go down there. There's a there's a bear. And but oh, shit, there's a bear. Did you hear there's a bear? And passed it. So those people didn't go down and get eaten by the bear. And the people that didn't gossip were like, ah, fuck, I'm listening. Yeah. They met the bear. And didn't pass on their genes, so <laughs> kind of like we're predetermined, we're predisposed shit. to gossip. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, now it. Uh, all right. Then, yeah. yeah. Reality TV makes sense. Right. It's, <laughs> Our brains need it. It's, it's craving it. All yeah. It's, it's, it's like we have the pathways <laughs> for it. We don't have any traffic on it. <laughs> so we need Jersey, Jersey oh, housewives. Man. Yeah, yeah, any any one of those, any housewife. I guess anything on Bravo, 
<laughs> just every every show on the Bravo Network. <laughs> it, it's uh, sating our uh, oh, whatever need that is, but yeah. an exhausting one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so exhausting. But um, but just getting back to uh, everything not being real. So all of that was just to set up that. The colors that we see are just different wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation. They're not absolute. They're the brain's interpretation of these specific wavelengths hitting our retina. And then it goes into our brain and whatever processes happen, happen. So, like, I'm looking at your hat. I'm seeing the brim and it's reddish orange or, you know, whatever. It's on that end of things. If you were to see through my eyes, like, they're... Maybe you would look at that and go, huh, that's what you call red because I call that green. And like, Im- imagine it's flip flopped where we don't actually see the same colors, but even though you would see the stop sign is green if you were looking through my eyes, we both call it red because that's what we're used to calling red, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, the wavelength was already there, the label came after. And whether or not we interpret that wavelength the same way and have the same experience, we'll never know. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, because even if there was some way to, uh, like, put some type of recording device into your brain, like, technically, isn't that the whole... uh, outcome being affected by the observer kind of thing like isn't the computer in there potentially observing and altering the results it it could i mean or it could be that the computer is going to say this is red and you're going to look at that and you're like yes i agree even though it we're not seeing the same shade you still call that shade red no matter what because that's been paired for you oh so that's like it's so culturally we we program into into children or you program it to you right away like right. just that's red that's red that's red yeah so even and though kind of all the children aren't seeing the same shade you're saying this mm-hmm. object which like a stop sign is always going to be this shade so even though mm-hmm. 20 of you might be seeing 20 different shades, you're all going to call it red. And that shade will be red to you. So we'll always be able to say, that's red. Yes, I agree that's red, even though oh, we're seeing wow. a different shade. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, man, yeah. Now, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> insane. So, yeah, color isn't, isn't necessarily it, – it's not like – color is not a fundamental thing. That's just something that – emerges and it's a label for a wavelength that we're able to see jesus how the fuck does anything get done <laughs> i guess people don't ever worry about that and they're just like oh, i'm gonna pick up my kids or whatever oh, shit boss is a dick <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. so at at the same I guess possibly in the same vein. Uh, so everything is mostly nothing. Yep. Yeah. As you get real small, most stuff is so empty can, space. You sh- there should be enough empty space if you get small enough. 
that should just be able to pass through solids. Yeah. And there are some things that do. There's uh, there's something uh, called a neutrino, which is a fundamental mm-hmm. particle, very, very little mass. It goes near the speed of light, not quite at the speed, because as things hit the speed of light, they can't have mass. That's a whole, like, photons are massless particles. But the neutrinos, there's a, a station in the South Pole to measure them, to actually try to capture them because they interfere with uh, certain things. And like when you get them lower energy, you just need a really big um, like wall basically for them to pet. Because if you got like a foot wide iron wall, they'll pass through that no problem. What they use is the fucking earth. And they get the neutrinos that pass through the Earth and catch them at the South Pole in like a big ice flow to slow them down, and 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 that's where they pick up. Like, there's like a trillion passing through you a second, constantly coming from the sun, and they, and they don't interact. Shit. Yeah, they're they're like ghost particles. They pass through and don't do anything. So, do you have you need a filter the size of the sun to catch one once in a while? Because it's like random that they interact. Now, but but you're aren't they? They're catching neutrinos by when it passes through the Earth. Yeah. So like the the odds of. Let me take things back a minute. So we were talking about particles. <laughs> <laughs> particles aren't really like a little ball like you would think of. Particles are a, a quantum field theory is that like it's the dominant uh idea of all the little stuff right now there's a bunch of fields everywhere in space all a field is is a potential number value at inter in infinite points <coughs> getting microscopic and the fields are things like quarks electron there's a quark field an electron field a photon field the gluon field all those particles if at any point in that field, normally like in the vacuum of space, the energy value for the field is zero. But where there's stuff, the energy value spikes up and stays up. Um, and that's what we are. We're just a whole shit ton of quark fields and electron fields and gluon fields and neutrino fields and all that stuff that have a, a consistently high enough energy that they all interact with each other and make things. Um, but yeah, when you get down to it, there's not a lot there. And even out in space where there is nothing and those fields are zero, they don't stay zero. They kind of fluctuate and they, they, they get a little bit higher than zero and back down. And, and those are virtual particles. So there's all the time virtual particle, particles popping into space, smashing into its antimatter virtual pair and annihilating itself. So it's like this invisible froth. <laughs> it's a solid band name, by the way. Um, yeah. so, so virtual particles, so particles that aren't actually particles, yeah, or aren't really particles, yeah, because they they don't stick around long enough to actually impact anything, and it's just like on the off chance that one of them has enough energy to stay around, it might, but like the probability of that happening is minuscule. Like you'd have to wait for a very, very long time for that to actually happen. But 
that brings me back to what I was saying about neutrinos. So neutrinos, again, they're a particle, but it's just this energy moving through the neutrino field, right? And it's a wavelength that does this. There's a probability, that's what the wavelength is. There, there's a probability that the particle is in one place or another at any given time. It's not mm. a hundred, like the, the closer you get to things, they're never a hundred percent in a spot until you actually measure it. And that, that's a whole, that's, that gets into the quantum uh, field collapse or whatever. But there's a probability of these neutrinos interacting with, with something. It's a very low probability. For the most part, that field just passes through other fields, has no interaction at all. But there's a one in however many chance of it interacting with something. So you need enough things to increase the property uh, or, or increase the probability of that interaction. So to get a lot of things, we use the planet. <laughs> so as the neutrinos <laughs> pass through this gigantic ball of rock, because it's such a small probability of it interacting with any one thing, if it passes through enough things, eventually one of them is going to interact and we're going to be able to measure it. So that, that's that's what they do at this particular lab where they measure neutrinos. So they're just, they're just taking neutrino hits and using the Earth as a bong. I love to it. filter it out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And this, this shit, it, it, it's, it is mind-melty. I suggest, yeah, just, uh, I definitely suggest smoking something before you, you try to get into this because it doesn't make any sense. Like, it really doesn't. There's, like, the, the fact that when you get small enough, there, it's, it's not 100% something there. That it's, well, the electron, there's, there's a 60% chance that it's in this energy value, 40% chance that it's in this energy value. But when you do the math or when the scientists do the math, they keep that probability mm. in it and it works. So it's not like you need one. It's up. Oh, we were wrong. It was the 40% side. No, it's, it's still quantum mechanics or whatever work with this probability. It's, it's fucking weird, but it's right. It's why we have cell phones and why, how the, the transistor was able to be invented in the first place by understanding all this stuff. So it's not like, it's not like this is all bullshit. Like we use this in everyday life. Yeah, that that that's how all the shit. <laughs> that's how all the shit we use works. Yeah. Like so, how does how does like to quote the Louis C.K. bit where they're trying to uh, where people are mad that they can't get a video on their phone right away? And just, <laughs> it's, would you give it a second? <laughs> it's going to space. Yeah, give it a just give it a second. <laughs> uh, but like so, so what what is what is actually going to space in that it's the information but in what in what medium is that information in a photon packet so we we can we can convert shit into photons yeah and then it sends we man, that's well, first, that's getting on the technology side. And ladies and gentlemen, I am actually qualified to talk about technology. This is my day job. So, <laughs> so all this other shit I might be wrong about, but this I know. Computers convert human language or, you know, actual application code into machine code. Uh -huh. 
So it turns it from words into ones and zeros. So the uh, the light going out is almost like, you know, what, what the fuck is that dot and dash? What, what, what's that called? Uh, Morse code. So Morse code? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So the, the photons send out, it's either a one or a zero, right? So all of that shit, that, that's what bytes per second and gigabytes per second and all that, because one, one, or one, zero is a bit. Eight of those together is a byte. So depending on how much speed you have, that's how many of those ones and zeros it can send out per second. So that's how we get, but it gets sent out, bounce back to your other phone. That phone converts it back from machine code into human code. And then there's your uh, picture of balls or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you Google. A man named Barry sitting on the edge of his bed for all the world to see. The savior of the savior of quarantine. Right. <laughs> um, the real time but, man of so, the year of 2020. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the it's it's tell it's teleporting information. In a way, it's, yeah. It's t- at the speed of light. Yeah, man. And how close are they to doing teleporters? They're pretty close or not really? Not really. No. No. I mean, there's, there's a thing called quantum tunneling, but that's on such a small level and it's hit or miss. Like, I think if we were to try to build a teleporter with uh, the best of our understanding now, it would kind of be like, well, there's a 30% chance you'll make it, but a 70% chance you'll be sliced and diced into cork gluon plasma. <laughs> <laughs> so it might not be worth the ride. And then I guess with, with shrinking shit, like Ant-Man technology, for lack of a better word, like yeah, the way that fake science works is they're shrinking down the the subatomic particles or the spaces in between the particles i think is how that works or i guess is that how it i think so I, I but mean, yeah the pim particle somehow yeah, it decreases the space between them to get it smaller I don't know. but and uh, that's weird, like even even just as like as a thought exercise, sound real pretentious to say that. Uh, just it's crazy that just shrinking the particles or the space between them, an idea would make the entire thing shrink. Yeah, and especially proportionally like to too, like perfectly. Yeah, like there's no kind of collapse or anything like that. And a big concern with that would obviously be. Like crushing the the bond that holds it, and I would worry. That, I, I guess it's good. It's, it's turning it. In, it's like turning a person into a black hole, almost. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say with the density, I would even wonder if, like, if if all the molecules that make up the the things in your lungs get too dense, like, can you still breathe oxygen, and can you still then, you know, oxygen does whatever. I'm, less less fluent in biology but i know it goes into your into your lungs and connects with the your blood cells and transported around the body and then waste is brought back and all that would would that chemistry still work without 
the electrons being at like how do you turn O2 into CO2 when you got a smaller electron orbit? Um, I don't know if that'll fuck. And not only like what about what about like even just trying to breathe at all? Like your your body was designed to handle oxygen at a certain size. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely bigger than it was when you were breathing it in at your regular size. Yeah. So it maybe it just clogs your arteries up immediately. Just like loaded up with oxygen balls. Yeah. I'm, you know and what? Chams up the lungs. Ant Man, bullshit. Calling it now. <laughs> I don't even need to see the third one to know it's bullshit. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think that it, <laughs> it's sad, but if you think about all the other, uh, like Spider Man got bit by a radioactive spider and got superpowers, in the real world, that would be canceled. Hulk, gamma ray blast. <laughs> in the real world, that would be either no skin or cancer. Captain America, <laughs> some super, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. They, what would they give him? Super soldier serum. Super soldier serum. Yeah. Most likely cancer. Most likely. <laughs> Iron Man's the only believable yeah. one. And he had a hole in his the, chest. Super... <laughs> <laughs> he had a hole in his. He had, a, he had an electromagnet yeah. he had... keeping shards out of his heart, yeah. and he's the most believable one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, it might be Hawkeye. He just practiced the bow and arrow a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just did what people from every country yeah. every year do. Yeah, no hopes hunters. to compete in the Olympics. <laughs> no hunters yeah. would do that. People do that just to eat. Right. So I like that they no go ahead, yeah. No no no. They say something I funny was... before I get because I'm gonna get weird. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. No, just that they acknowledged <laughs> how ridiculous it Hawkeye is fighting aliens. <laughs> yeah. None of this makes any sense. I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> Just get out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in uh, Age of Ultron, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And before we get off comic book stuff, it's a shame uh, Captain America wasn't real. Just to hear Ted Koppel tell a story about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And today, I decorated super soldiers serum Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's for the I don't know five people that know who Ted Koppel even is anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm one of them. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, make it weird. What do you got? All right. <laughs> we only got a couple of minutes left, so I'm glossing over quantum field theory by and large. Just except for now, that whole uh, you know the the energy of quantum fields becomes particles. There's a whole bunch of other shit like the Higgs particle that we got to talk about, and, and other things that grant mass and blah blah blah. You're gonna do like uh like how it how it's made does like there'll be making a car and they'll show you how they put the whole thing together and then they do like a huge gloss over and then the engine is put in right. it's like, hold on how did <laughs> yeah. th- I can make that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. that's the important part too <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I can. I have boxes already. <laughs> <laughs> I know None of them can drive. That's why I'm watching. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know how to bolt the wheels on. That's <laughs> change the tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So skipping over that, just because I, I opened or we we said it earlier, the inside of a proton. I don't understand the inside of a proton, so I'm going to do my best here. But so the the inside of of the nucleus in general, the protons and the neutrons, they're made up of quarks, which we said was a, a field um, that you know at a subatomic level. There's a bunch. I think there's like six different types of quarks to, in total, but the, the two that we see the most are called up and down. Up or positive, down or negative. So when two ups and a down get together, that makes a proton. When two downs and an up get together, that makes a neutron. So that's all you really need to know about that. The now, if two ups and two downs, and then two lefts and two rights all get together, and then a couple of BAs, do you get ninety nine lives in the contra? <laughs> <laughs> Select start, right? You gotta do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, if it's two players, yeah. oh, okay. if you're being a gentleman. Yeah, start if it's one player. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Contra code reference. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So nerding it up. Yeah. <laughs> the three quarks though are tiny. The mass of the three quarks put together is about one percent of the mass of a proton. The other ninety nine percent is not fucking real. So <laughs> what I mean by that is there's gluons. The gluons are the force-carrying mm. particles that exchange the, the strong nuclear force between the quarks and holds them together. That's passed back and forth. That still doesn't equal the, the full weight of a proton or the full mass of a proton. It turns out, like, as they did these experiments where they just shot shit at protons at different energies to see what would happen. And there was a, a thought that if protons were made of one thing, they would kind of, like, clump like two balls of jelly hitting into each other. Or if they were made of something else, they would bounce off in different directions. So they got really good at this and kept shooting shit in, shooting shit in. And it does look like it bounces off in di for different directions. And that's how they identified quarks as being what they are. But as they zoomed in even more, there's another quark called the top quark. There's, there's a top and a bottom quark, that, <laughs> you know, different flavors. And then there's a, a charmed quark and a strange quark. Physicists just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. But a ton of the mass in a, in a proton are from these other types of quarks that pop in and out of existence. They're not real. They're virtual. They pop in and they pop out. There's virtual gluons being exchanged between them. So there's all, most of the mass in the proton is made up of imaginary shit popping in and out of space that don't stick around while the three quarks are there that actually hold it down. So it's kind of like if you had a balloon with three rocks in it and the three rocks were tied together, but the balloon somehow weighed like 50 pounds, even though the three rocks together were only like a couple pounds. And all okay. the other shit in there was just like 
invisible gas that came in, diffused, disappeared, but like it it's it's so so weird. So but but it, so in that analogy, like they show up it, is diffusing like winking out of existence then? Um they kind of like they do wink out of existence, but they, they show up for a little while and do some kind of attraction and create and then then wink out of existence and kind of or like annihilate each other. If you get like a, a, I think there's the antimatter version of a, a quark that also pops in within the boundaries of the nucleus and smash into the other version of the quark. And where do they go? Um, wherever they came from, which is, I don't know. <laughs> even that like it's are they are they returning to the place from whence they came yeah. or just they're going to a a third plane of existence like they start in one thing pop into this reality real quick and then go somewhere else into a third place i i think it's just kind of like the it th- there's um laws of conservation uh, again, just kind of mathematical trends that we've noticed, but it's almost like the the universe can't create new energy. It has to come from somewhere. So these these quarks, again, mass and energy are the same thing at different vibrations. So even the, these virtual particles that pop into existence, matter and antimatter alike, they kind of take some of the energy out of the universe to become physical things for however long you know nanoseconds whatever it is and then annihilate and the energy goes back into the universe so it kind of like gets around the laws of uh, conservation in that way man fucking loophole finding motherfuckers yeah now space is weird space is weird there is no fucking (laughs) true vacuum like the the all the fields that I said, they're usually close to zero as far as their energy state goes, except the Higgs field. The Higgs field is the only one that its low rest is a non-zero. Like, I don't know what the actual number is, but it's non-zero. So out in space, the Higgs is always there. There's always some kind of energy from the Higgs. And it's only when it interacts with certain particles, not photons. Photons pass through, no problem things like a quark or things that actually produce mass, the Higgs slows it down. It, it's almost like everything would move at the speed of light if it wasn't for the Higgs field that interacts with certain things, slows them down, and that is actually where mass comes from, from the Higgs interfering with other stuff and slowing it down to the point that it can group stuff together and other fundamental forces can interact. So, so gravity is a kind of Higgs fields. Well, I guess the Higgs because gravity comes. From... The Higgs lends to gravity just because the Higgs creates mass, and then when you have enough mass, it warps space time, and that causes gravity. So, I mean, it, it's a chain of things. With no Higgs, there's no stuff. With no stuff, there's no gravity. Okay. Yeah. And is is that the the Higgs boson is that the god particle? Yep. So yeah, the Higgs okay. boson. The Higgs boson was was just they found it in the large. It was predicted that when they smashed stuff together, this thing would show up, 
And when they found it, it meant, yes, it's real. So that means the Higgs field is real. So it's just kind of, that's the, the God particle. That's what it does. But it's more about the, uh, the field that, that does it. Now, so what are they doing? Like, are they just at the, uh, at the Large Hadron Collider? Like, they found the thing that they were looking for. Like, it, it wasn't like, a, this is the only thing this machine was made for? Like, no. they're finding... They're looking for like supersymmetry. They're looking for anything related to dark matter, any kind of particles that would come at it. So they're constantly trying to power the, the thing up so that they can smash it together even harder. And that way, they could, the, the more energy you produce from, from banging two protons together the more uh, stuff could happen. How do you figure that thing out? I don't know. It, that's like, how do you even think of that? <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what we need to do? <laughs> we got to slam the tiniest bits of shit into each other as hard as we possibly fucking can. And then we got to figure out ways to make it faster. Like, it's... It's slightly better, jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or someone in their kitchen. Then, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, it's just them. <laughs> the only thing, as far as we know, they're not doing shit in their underwear in the Large Hadron Collider and running around naked. Oh, yeah. But who knows? They could be know. doing that, too. Yeah. I don't know what the hell yeah. goes on there. It's underground. Yeah. Or it might have been a guy or, or a person try to figure out what the hell is inside one of these protons. I can't get inside. In his kitchen, he's making breakfast. He's mad. He drops an egg. He's like, That's it. We got to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the egg on the ground. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eureka. Frames it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. There it is. It's perfect. It all makes so much sense. <laughs> Um, so this reminded me quick tangential back to the beginning. Uh, museums are pretty much just hey, uh, so we got a bunch of shit in one place. Yeah. I don't know if you want to come look at it. This has some of it uh, has something to do with it, and some of it don't. This has an ocean theme because it's anything in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a, a plastic six pack <laughs> ring, and there's a <laughs> <laughs> They, um, so there's like a whole in the room that has like the big blue whale on the ceiling. Oh, it's still there. Oh, cool. I haven't been there yeah, since the 80s. Still yeah. doing it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but in that room, there is, oh shit, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. There's like so many fish on the wall and there's a bunch of fish that have other animals' names as the say part you say before fish, <laughs> like dogfish, lionfish, fucking monkeyfish, spiderfish. Like, oh, like there's so many fish that I'm pretty sure they ran out of animals <laughs> to put in front of it, and then they're like, all right, fine, uh, trout, <laughs> they're, they're fish, fish, trout, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crabfish. Yeah, this fish. is a dolphin fish. We already have dolphins. Well, those are mammals. It's yeah, like, all right, don't be a, a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. Every time we do, oh, dolphins are mammals. Yeah. Get it, bro. 
dolphin fish. Yeah. yeah. They could have done better. That's uh, lazy. Right? Yeah. I think any of the ones, but like like dogfish, catfish, seahorse. Yeah. Come on. Seahorse, sea, horse, sea lion. <laughs> lazy motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like, uh, especially, especially a, a, what's it called? A, a catfish. What does that have to do with cats at all? That's, it has a whisker. Is that what we're I think going it's just, with? It's, it's gross whiskers. That's yeah. it. That is that is it. <laughs> Other things have whiskers. That is it. I mean, <laughs> Grandpa. Fish. I don't know if they're. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Hey, Grandpa Fish. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an Ava goat. His grandchildren call them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me doing fucking Ted Koppel and Ava yeah. Goda jokes. We're gonna play into the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this wasn't a kid episode. This was an adult episode. We, I think, we established that at the beginning. <laughs> this episode got weird. It it definitely yeah. did, but fun nonetheless. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? We're at almost an hour and five again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. So yeah, we definitely need to go to the museum. Yes. I think that's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny to be like. Kids, I'm going to the museum <laughs> without yeah, you. No, you stay with mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is, for, I, 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 it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go to the museum for work. <laughs> but even being in the city, it's still just like a crazy, like, perspective thing. Like, we were walking through Times Square at one point, right near where they, like, sell the, the Broadway tickets at the tickets place. There is within feet of each other people who are outright lying to you to get money from you somehow. <laughs> Constantly interacting with people who they've been looking forward to and saved up a huge portion of their lives to come there that for that trip. Yeah. Like this is the trip of that person's life. And those two are just buttonheads all day. <laughs> I brought all my money here. Good. I want all of your yeah, money here. Um, you know where you can spend it? <laughs> Look no further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I got a sign. I'm reading things to you. Now I can hand you something. Give me money. Like that's, <laughs> right. That's so many people's job. Yep. Yeah. Uh. And that's why I'm like, I guess, cold and heartless to an extent, but like for all the years of working in Manhattan and having to walk past people that just wanted some money, like you just get to the point where you just ignore it. And it's like, yeah, I remember quick, I know we're out of time, but I work, I was working in Jersey city. I had to go out to feed my Demeter every so often on one of the trips out there. There was a guy, he, he was, you know, a polo shirt. He was an older guy, gray hair, clean shaven and everything. And he came over. He was like, I'm so sorry to do this. I got a boot on my car. I got to go pick up my daughter, blah, blah, blah. The neighborhood was notorious with booting cars. So I was like, here, I, I gave him five bucks. And I was like, here, go ahead. And, you know, that, oh, thank you so much. He needed 25 to get it off. So that was part of the way there. Thank you so much. I'll give me your address. I'll mail it to you. Nah, just keep it, blah, blah, blah. A couple days later, I'm going out to my car feeding the meter. Same guy, same story. I was like, nah, see, 
you got me the last week already. You got to pick your marks better. And he was like, huh? What are you talking about? I was like, I just gave you five bucks. And then he just turned and walked away. And then I never <laughs> saw him again. But like, yeah, it's like even even with the good good stories that get you, you know, tugging at your heart are bullshit too. So I've learned even the good ones. I ignore them because I've been I've been beat before. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been had. Yeah. Never again. <laughs> there <pal>. was uh <laughs> there was a in in New Orleans, first time I went, there was a couple guys that would do the same pay for ten dollars. I bet I could tell you where you got your shoes. And like, all right, cool, go ahead. You got them right on your feet. Yeah, you know, fuck it. <laughs> you played the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the the second time I went, a guy tried that line on me, and I was like, I got them right on my feet. And he just looks at me like cold and goes, "Man, give me a cigarette." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have a cigarette. He's like, <laughs> it was just—it was the best comeback. It was right. like, I've been had. You still need to give me something, right? Yeah, you, you know, I gave you that line. You at least owe me a cigarette for that material. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh beans. All right, and on uh, on homeless hustling, I guess yeah. that's a good place to uh, yeah to wrap it up. Call it quits. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to tell us any of the mistakes we made. Oh, we made them. Uh, we can, yeah. Under the guise of science at gmail.com. Under the guise of science on Facebook. Under the guise of science on Instagram. And guise of science on at Twitter. At guise of yeah. science. However the hell at Twitter science works. Guys on Twitter. Yeah. I think okay. the ad's different and, uh, than using. You know how that bullshit goes. Guys is G U I S E, like a couple of guys. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a Guido way to like to spell guys. Like, oh, guys, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> hey, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Farpar, thank you again as always. Yeah, thanks, Farpar. And uh, I'm Chris. Yeah. That's Charlie. And we are the guys of science. That, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.